0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News. The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related, and we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, people, before we get started, I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out and show a little bit of love to my homie, Hazem. A couple of weeks ago, I traveled to New York to help his dream come true of recording a record and releasing it in an official studio and all that jazz. So uh, if you could please take the time to check it out, link in the description below. I think it's called Let You Go. Yeah, he put his heart and soul into this and we, I think, made a pretty awesome banger. So would super appreciate you showing some love I think it might be out on Spotify and Apple Music by then if not either way you could check the links in the description below of his video to see where it's at but yeah super appreciate all the support and again shout outs to Hazem for uh, making his dreams come true and of course don't forget about the rise of Tim Roosevelt out now on all streaming platforms while I got you here but let's get into the stories people and first on the docket we got a couple of pieces of Attack on Titan news now the Attack on Titan manga has been over for I want to say what is it two three years now probably two years now and since then we've pretty much just been living off of the anime even though the anime has been you know extended beyond belief from the final episodes the final chapters final chapters part two final chapter special all of this stuff but nevertheless it's been with the anime and we're gonna have some news regarding the last installment of the anime here in a second but before all that manga fans have kind of been like Okay, you know, it was an incredible journey, you know, for better or worse regarding the ending, but for the most part, you can't deny that Attack on Titan was an awesome series, but I always assumed, to be honest with you, that at some given point, there was going to be a part two. Like, I I just felt like there was going to be a continuation to the Attack on Titan manga. And this upcoming news with this announcement might very well be either a sequel or a sequel spinoff of sorts for Attack on Titan. And it's about right on time because I also predicted years ago that if there was going to be a part two, that it would probably come about right around the time that the anime was closing up and wrapping itself up. And, well, here's an announcement. Attack on Titan new project announced placeholder title shingeki fly new information about the project will be revealed on october 4th 2023 now without getting into spoilers don't worry you will not be spoiled if you have not read the attack on titan manga all i will say that something within that title shingeki fly is kind of pointing towards something with the ends of attack on titan again i'm being as vague as i possibly can and that leads me to believe that this announcement is potentially going to be some sort of either sequel spin-off or it'll be more attack on titan this is attack on titan is hands down the biggest property that kodansha the publishing company has ever had period shueisha has you know the naruto one piece bleach dragon ball and all of that stuff kodansha they got like Tokyo Revengers um Blue Lock Uh, seven deadly sins and attack on titan is over 100 million copies sold it was a phenomenon like you've never seen before to the point that the anime is still going and yeah i have no doubts that if this is a sequel uh spin-off series that people are going to go crazy regardless and read it like it's still going to be massively popular because attack on titan it just it has that you know magnetism towards it and i'm sure a lot of people will love it especially considering again the way that it ended i have no doubt in my mind that this could very very well be a sequel now I guess I want to pass the question off (laughs) majorly to you watching this right now are you up for whether you're an anime watcher and you're getting ready for the finale or you're a manga reader that read the manga and you know read the finale a few years back are you down for a sequel to Attack on Titan's manga following the events of what you know wraps up and transpires in this you know series of Attack on Titan me personally for the most part I'm here for it Uh, I'll be honest with you like as time has gone on I've kind of come around a little bit towards my feelings towards the ending of Attack on Titan and in general life was kind of lit when Attack on Titan's manga was going on so I'm here for it yeah why not if this is indeed an announcement that's going to come October 4th for Attack on Titan part 2 then let's get it because that, that'll that be major that'll be exciting Hajime Isayama hasn't drawn anything since the end of Attack on Titan I'm sure the author and him and the artist in him is itching to kind of do something and if he does come back with a part two or maybe he comes back and does like a kishimoto how kishimoto did with samurai eight how he was doing the storyboards and writing it and somebody was doing all the line art and finishing it all up maybe that'll be plausible as well because i also understand the rigorous labor behind drawing manga even if it's monthly so we'll see but yes uh, attack on titan new project placeholder title shingeki fly new information will be revealed on october 4th 2023 It could very well be, I guess, that's also temporary expectations that this is not you know, a continuation of sorts. This could be, you know, a multitude of different things. This could be a, a movie announcement as well. So let's also keep that in mind. Let's not be 100% gung-ho, but I wouldn't be surprised. And since we're on the topic of Attack on Titan news, we well, you got some more stuff Attack on Titan related to talk about here. Because Attack on Titan, the final season, part four, second video. Oh my God, that just almost gave me a headache. Second video has unveiled the finale's November 4th premiere very interesting, a month after that Shingeki Fly announcement, we're getting the finale of the Attack on Titan anime, like the true finale. No more after this. The final, 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 final part of, uh, I believe it's supposed to be like an hour long special similar to the last one we had. It says here, the official website of Attack on Titan, the final season, Shigeki no Kyojin, the final season, Konketsu Hen anime, revealed the second promotional video for the Attack on Titan, the final season, part four, titled the Attack on Titan final season, the final chapter special two by Crunchyroll. Oh, what are they doing? This is the worst titling in the world I remember people used to make fun of the Dragon Ball Z movies because in Japanese the Dragon Ball Z movies are not like you know Dragon Ball Z Tree of Might they'd be like Dragon Ball Z please somebody rescue Gohan immediately he's in trouble like that would be the titles of the Dragon Ball Z movies and this Attack on Titan special takes the cake on Tuesday the video announced the anime finale's November 4th premiere in Japan alongside a trailer and I have no doubt in my mind that uh, Studio MAPPA is going to put the bells and whistles onto this one this is the finale they've been working on this for what is it like two to three years now after taking it from studio wit Um, yeah so I'm massively excited about this and just in general it might be a a good time at the very least for this last couple of months to be an Attack on Titan fan big announcement November 4th a lot to come Um, but I guess we gotta wait and see but yeah the trailer looking spiffy I guess you would say moving forward a little bit of a drama with anime fans or shall I say manga fans being uh, not so good people because apparently Kodansha has announced that the manga artist Nyanyan Factory creator of the new smoking cat girl comedy yanni neko is receiving a lot of harassment on twitter and other places online and kodansha will be taking legal action against it so there's a manga author from a series that people are just bullying very heavily and they're going to be going after these people that are bullying this and i ain't gonna lie it's a slippery slope when you do these things, right because sometimes there's like you know maybe something that is Uh, ...obviously problematic with a work or in general that it kind of uh, lends towards... ...I don't want to say necessarily like harassment, but definitely for some criticism and the thing about it is let's just say if this is legitimately like now they they overdoing it they're harassing they're bullying they're doing all that stuff that's one thing but that also lends for the next time maybe an author doesn't appreciate backlash or criticism and maybe it might be totally warranted they could try and flip it that oh i'm being harassed and this could be you know the the seedling so to speak to trying to attack criticism to trying to attack people having opinions on works again I'm not familiar exactly with all the details of you know the levels of harassment and the levels of I guess you would say bullying that this author has undergone but nevertheless that's where it kind of gets a little bit of slippery-ish where it's like yo if this author is getting some very unfair treatment and people are really doing some horrible things to them then that's one thing but again next time let's just say an author does something that is you know horrible or there's just something inherently really bad that they did and you know fans speak out about it who's to say that they won't start threatening legal action and other avenues as well so a bit of a slippery slope i mean my heart goes out to and i wish nothing but the best for this author neon factory because it's kind of like yo dog come on man you know i'm saying this is a manga author they go through a living hell breaking their back so on one half i'm like totally understand they don't want and they don't deserve harassment and bullying this is where things can escalate to You know, them utilizing this tactic in the future. Like, imagine when Attack on Titan ended and, you know, a lot of people had some criticisms, a lot of backlash, so to speak, towards the ending. Imagine if Kodancho was like, nah, we ain't having that. You ain't talking bad about Hajime Isayama. We're taking legal action on you, 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 you that could be a problem and stuff like this could be the seedlings to making stuff like that a reality so just something to keep your mind open on yeah harassment against authors is never okay but when it goes into this route just keep your eyes on it is all i'm saying moving forward a lot of updates for the one piece live action series from netflix y'all already know in case you don't it has been a massive success i'm currently still watching through it i think i'm like four episodes in and i gotta lie it's really freaking good i'm really enjoying the crap out of this thing regardless of any criticisms I may have ultimately it's a good product and so much so there's been so many announcements as of recent as to the future of the One Piece live action for starters One Piece season 2 has already been written and filming can begin when the studios finally give writers and actors fair deals in case you don't know there's a big strike that's going on for actors, writers, all sorts of different things that is happening right now in Hollywood and yeah everybody is just kind of on standstill productions can't move forward until they are green Lit that yeah okay we're gonna go ahead and give some sort of deal or come to an agreement so that the writers and actors and everybody can get their fair share of compensation for the works that they put in because yeah Hollywood has been taking some wild measures you know some of the stuff really that concerns me heavily is the talks of AI of, of you know digitizing the likeness of an actor via AI and then using it for you know all of eternity and there's nothing that this person can do about it I think that that is the most disgusting and weird shit I've ever seen and I don't think that that's okay by any stretch of the imagination so yeah until that gets sorted there won't be a continuation but i'm imagining it's only a matter of time before they finally come to agreements and yeah one piece season two is already written ready to go which is dope that means that more than likely it's been written and they were just like hey if it gets greenlit great if not You know, it is what it is. And considering the fact that people like the first, you know, season very much so, then that means that it's probably gonna be somewhat in the same vein as season one. And ultimately there could only just be room for improvements based off of the feedback that they got for season one when it comes to season two. According to Variety, Marty Adelstein, CEO of Tomorrow Studios has stated that they have already scripted season two of the live action. PS President Becky Clements said season two could be ready somewhere between a year and 18 months. We could be ready For air, so yeah, we could definitely be seeing this thing. Like, if tomorrow the writer's strike got solved and everything was over with and whatnot, we could immediately be like, okay, boom, one year from there, we will have the One Piece live action season two. My concerns, as well, is the longer that this takes, the longer it's going to take for season two, and the more I guess different the actors are going to look. Mind you, this series is going to have to last for many many years and these actors are going to get older and older and they're still you know having to play 17 year old luffy and stuff like that we might have a case of you know what's happening with stranger things i think there was a in between a couple of seasons or between a season uh, due to the pandemic the actors couldn't get back to work and it was kind of noticeable of how much they look different we don't want that to be the case with one piece where you know inaki godoy suddenly showed up like yo what's good dog i'm luffy so we hopefully get this sooner than later and another one piece live action related news live action one piece series tops netflix global english tv rankings in second week netflix revealed on tuesday that the hollywood live action series of hr odo's one piece manga once again ranked at number one on netflix's global english language tv rankings in its second week on the service during the period of september 4 through the 10th the series had 19.3 million total views with 145.7 million hours viewed and an average runtime of 7.34 hours the show ranked in the top 10 in 93 countries and ranked number one in 73 of them it ranked number two in the u.s under virgin river season five by comparison virgin river season five ranked number two on the services global english language tv rankings with 68.5 million viewers 9 million hours viewed and an average runtime of seven hours and 39 minutes and yeah, I mean, there's there's no argument here. Like, One Piece live action is a global success and it broke a curse that nobody thought was possible. They did an incredible job of the marketing of this thing from ground levels to the top. Like, they they did their thing. And here's one more piece of information that might shock you about the future of the One Piece live action. Apparently, the One Piece series plans at least six seasons with Aichiro Oda. However, they're hopeful of making 12 seasons we've had an extensive conversation for season 2 with Netflix and Oda and other less accomplished ones for season 3 through 6 so they got at least 6 seasons planned with Oda and they want to take it to 12 the thing about it is is Let's get those six seasons. Let's get all 12 with Oda, though. Like, if, you know, we have six seasons with Oda, then they're like, yeah, you know, season seven, Oda said, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we're gonna start having, you know, uh, Arlong returns, and now he's in a relationship with Nami or something. Like, let's not go down that route, Netflix. You're gonna piss off a lot of fans, and it'll be the end of it. And I could see some dumb stuff like that happening if you remove the guy that is probably... Pivotal in making this thing what it has become and making it likable and making it enjoyable and just in general making it a good one-piece product for fans. Please, if you got six seasons playing with Oda, make sure you keep in mind that, no, let, let, we're going for the 12, okay? Like, not just six because yeah you got to make sure that you keep Oda on board keep Oda happy 110% and in general this needs to be with Oda at the helm at all times we do not want to go to a route where Luffy is all of a sudden learning how to swim Nami's with Arlong I don't know Zoro left the crew to join Blackbeard like we we don't need all of that nonsense let's keep it together people but this is a beautiful thing to hear that it's so successful and Oda's so on board for at least 6 seasons and they're planning 12 which you figure they've been cutting Things and whatnot. 12 seasons might lead up to where we're at right now, if not maybe a little bit more. So crazy stuff. And again, hats off to HRO Oda and all the actors that put this thing together properly with the passion that they've shown for this thing. Shout outs to Emily Rudd, uh just incredible depiction of Nami, Inaki Godoy as Luffy. Everybody involved has just been doing their thing. But yeah, there might be up to 12 seasons of uh live action one piece with six of them having Oda. Damn near guaranteed, I'd imagine. Moving forward, quick update, especially for parents. I'm sure you would want to know this, that uh, Roblox is coming to PlayStation this October. I know my kids, all of them, love Roblox, especially my six-year-old. She is a Roblox fanatic. So she probably is going to tell me for Christmas Dad, I want a PlayStation so I can play some Roblox. So just a heads up for all the parents out there. They're doing this. However, I did want to also add an addendum to the story. I don't have the article pulled up, but I did read this that apparently Roblox was trying to do something that I'm not that comfortable with. Now, I'm imagining that for younger audiences, people that sign in as, hey, I'm, you know, five or ten years old or whatever. They probably have a separate section and different servers of Roblox on there. However i heard that roblox was planning to add a 17 and older dating service where people could actually like kind of link up and have relationships and stuff like that on roblox and if that is the case then definitely my kid is probably going to be moving slowly, but surely before that launches, off Roblox because I don't think, like, honestly, that just sounds kind of weird and creepy that you would put a dating service on a game that is notorious for having nothing but children on it. I don't care if you're putting it for 17 and older, that's still going to allow for also the creeps and the weirdos out there, like, hey, this is perfect opportunity. Like, so definitely something for parents as well. Like, if I'm going to give you guys news that it's on PlayStation, which is a big thing for the kiddos, I also got to give you guys an update on something that I, you know, seen coming through the pipeline that if they are allegedly planning to launch this dating service for 17 and older Watch your kids. Make sure what your kids is doing and who they're talking to on their phones, on their gaming consoles and all that jazz is appropriate and on the up and up because, yeah, Roblox is like, hey, it's a cool thing. You're putting it on PlayStation. Why not making it more easily accessible? But then with a dating service, like, no, my my child will not be on Roblox when that shit goes down, if it goes down, unless there is extreme preventative measures to make sure that, yeah, my kiddo isn't going to be, you know, rummaging around and stumbling into creeps and weirdos out there. So just something to put out there for the parents, something of a concern that I have that while Roblox is expanding even further, they're doing weird stuff like that. Like, why? And then 17, shouldn't it be 18? and oh, what, what are we doing here, Roblox? Like, get it together. You're going to lose a lot of people because I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that are going to be like, oh, y'all doing what now? roblox are dating oh my kid is off of there and my kid loves roblox and i'd hate to have to get her off of that you know game but if it must come to that it must come to that i'll buy my kid a playstation and just no roblox on it it is what it is so we'll see what's going on there hopefully some parents speak up and get them to stop this nonsense because not cool moving forward just a quick update apparently crunchyroll's coo brady McCollum leaves the company after 15 years and now i got to imagine that this might be some stemming from the whole purchase of you know crunchyroll by sony because sony you know a few years back they bought crunchyroll they bought funimation it's under their umbrella now and probably what happened was during the purchase it was like hey so while we're transitioning over and we're taking over with our employees or whatnot for the next couple of years, usually the cases that they'll leave the current staff on board and training and showcasing what they do and how they maneuver to new people that they're going to bring in. And probably Crunchyroll's former COO uh, that left after 15 years probably was already told like, yo, a part of the deal is for the next couple of years, you still got to stay around and teach and, and showcase what you guys do here. But yeah, that's probably more than likely what is going on there. And either way, I'm curious what the future of Crunchyroll is going to be the further away we go from what it's been. You know, it, it always is a scary thing to think about that the further we r- move away from like the the roots of stuff you know what i'm saying like Crunchyroll started off i mean it started off as a freaking pirate site you know what i'm saying but even uh, like five six years ago Crunchyroll was definitely a lot more user-friendly it was a lot more involved in the community they would have events and fans would go out like it, it was it was a different environment a different time they would have people more involved now it kind of looks like it's going more corporate now it looks like it's getting you know further and further away from the original vision likewise with funimation that Funimation pretty much damn near doesn't exist anymore. So it's something I guess to keep an eye on as well when the original people are leaving. That means more change. Will it be for the better or worse? Only time will tell, but just figured I'd give you guys an update on that. Moving forward, a piece of news that is rocking the Dragon Ball fandom all over is the fact that they announced that there's going to be a massive event for Dragon Ball Super, apparently Thursday, October 12th, between 12.45 and 1.45 p.m. uh, Empire Stage, delivering the latest information on the world-famous manga and anime franchise Dragon Ball. They'll be talking about new developments in the Dragon Ball series, along with a mysterious new teaser, and also the appearance of special guests. And I believe that is going to be taking place at New York Comic-Con on October 12th. There's going to be a mysterious teaser and a lot of fans are saying this has to be it. That This has to be the return of the Dragon Ball Super anime. It's coming back. That's probably going to be a teaser for the next, you know, series or whatnot. And honestly, at this point, that could very well be the case if you think about it because the Dragon Ball Super manga, for example, over the last, I don't know, four, five, six months has pretty much been in Not filler, but has been readapting the superhero movie. It did a manga-only, I guess, prequel to the superhero movie with Goten and Trunks. It did a lot of different things that wasn't in the movie, and it kind of, for the most part, stopped in its tracks what it was doing with having these really hype arcs. You know, the Moro arc was phenomenal. The Granola the Survivor arc was phenomenal. Like, there was a lot of really epic stuff, epic transformations and all sorts of things. And if you think about it, the fact that they pretty much kind of stopped with new material heading into this Dragon Ball Super anime return it would make sense because if they were in the middle of a new arc right now then that would be one more big long standing two year arc that needs to be hitting the anime whenever it does finish up but since there's kind of pretty much what would you say like two to three completed arcs like it depends on if they're going to readapt the Broly film like if they readapt the Broly film then that would mean we have the Broly film that would be an arc the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie which I, I don't want that at all but you, you never know with them look what they did with battle of gods and frieza's resurrection last time around but we could have the broly movie as an arc moro as an arc granola the survivor as an arc and the dragon ball superhero movie redone as an arc as well alongside with the prequel stuff that the manga did too so there's a big possibility that that's what the plan is considering that the superhero movie that's pretty much already you know they don't got to even worry about the superhero stuff being wrapped up in the manga that's done likewise with broly all they have to really work on as far as new stuff is granola the survivor and moral so if this is going to be the big reveal that fans have been waiting which i can't even believe it that it's been five years since the Dragon Ball Super TV anime went off air ever like, since that big tournament arc and whatnot with the universes clashing and all that stuff like it's been five years it's so crazy like life has flown by and changed dramatically in the last five years but it's been five years since the TV anime of Super has went off air I think now is as good a time as any to bring it back bring back the hype um, and hopefully get the manga back on track too with a new arc of you know past the superhero stuff unless this is going to be the finale of dragon ball super with superheroes uh, you know content because that takes place well after all the arcs that we've seen and dragon ball you know granola and all that stuff so we will see but either way a new teaser that is coming to new york comic-con has a lot of fans hopeful that this is going to be the return of the dragon ball super tv anime and I'm here for it. I want to see that. Yeah, let's do it. Moving forward, just a quick update on something I thought was very interesting. Shuzo Oshimi, the author of Aku no Hana, aka Flowers of Evil, and Chino Wadachi is working on a new manga series. Now, I'm not too familiar with all of the works of this author, but I'm very familiar with the Flowers of Evil manga. It's one of my favorites of all time. It's an incredible story. And the fact that this author is coming with a new work definitely something to keep your eyes out on because i think i also had read was it happy there was another manga or two after that i read and both of the manga that i read even after flowers people were pretty freaking good like don't get me wrong flowers people was like the epitome of what i've read from this author but this author is it's great so they're coming with a new work new manga series yeah, keep your eyes peeled because Shuzo uh, Ishimi is is that guy. You know what I'm saying? He's that guy, fam. Moving forward, the Seven Deadly Sins Four Knights of the Apocalypse is scheduled for October 8th. The new anime that's coming, the adaptation for this stuff. The anime will be in consecutive two cores. So essentially, it'll be roughly 24 to 25 episodes deep and they got a visual for it and based off the trailer i can once again just say that the animation is in question on whether or not it's going to be the most fluid thing in the world but the fact that they went back to 2d is definitely a step in the right direction we know that the seven deadly sins had those two 3d things that they launched in netflix which was just kind of like what the hell those ovas or movies whatever the heck they wanted to call them so the fact that they're going in the 2d direction again is a good thing let's just hope it's 2d that is closer towards like season one of the seven deadly sins opposed to seasons three and whatever after that because that's when the animation started to go completely downhill and from what i read of four nights of the apocalypse and everything i've been told about four nights of the apocalypse thereafter um it's it's really good it's really good and in fact i want to say people have told me that this was the original story that Nakamoto suzuki wanted to write and he ended up writing the seven deadly sins as pretty much like a prequel to this story that he was originally trying to make to begin with so that's something really dope and this visual looks really cool too i'm curious about the is that what's his name is that arthur in the background kind of looks like i don't know a a more devilish looking arthur in the back yeah i'm 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 excited for this one i read a few chapters of the beginning of the manga and it was pretty insane it was pretty dope moving forward the elusive samurai new anime visual revealed air date 2024 by cloverworks which in case you don't know cloverworks they're i think they're involved in i want to say spy family so they're a pretty good studio historical action anime set in the Kamakura period based on an original Shonen Jump manga by the Assassination Classroom creator, Yusei Matsui. And yeah, the fact that it's in Cloverworks' hands definitely makes me a little bit more like okay this is this might be something the manga itself hasn't like exploded in popularity per se but it definitely has a decent cult following thus far and from what i've seen with yusei matsui you know assassination class was pretty dope and it seems as though based off all the author comments i read that homie puts in a lot of time effort and thought into every chapter of this thing so we will see the elusive samurai's uh future with the new anime visual and in general uh it's 2024 air date and speaking of new anime incoming but boy this episode of Forever News got a lot of really good stuff. Uh, get ready because Blue X's fans, the Shimane Illuminati saga has just been announced for January 2024 of the anime. So, pretty much, the Blue X's anime is going to continue on from where it left off adapting the manga with the Shimane Illuminati saga. And yeah, I mean, I, I got to catch up. I'll be honest with you. I never finished off season two of the Blue X's anime. Again, as I've said beforehand last week's episode of Forever News, I kind of got thrown off of the fact that they uh, retconned the entire second half of Season 1. It was a little bit a little bit much for me, but maybe I might jump back in and uh, finish off Season 2 so I could check this bad boy out again. Uh, new saga, and it's January 2024, so we're going to start off the next year very proper with Blue Exus. Blue Exus be hitting, although I want to say it's this arc is supposed to be about Shorty with the eyebrows. I don't know how I feel about that. She wasn't the most interesting to me, but we'll see. Also, I don't believe they've announced which studio is going to be handling this thing uh, i think it started off originally it was i want to say a1 pictures did like season one and maybe even season two so i'm curious to see what studio is going to be handling this as well because Blue X's, especially season one looked freaking phenomenal it, i would hate for it to have a drop off and kind of go downhill in quality because the movie looked great first season looked great second season from what i saw it looked pretty great too uh but we'll see i mean based off the imagery i've seen thus far ren looks like his hair is kind of shorter and it doesn't look like it's a far cry from the quality you would expect from blue exorcist but yeah um, only time will tell as i'm actually researching there is a studio announcement for blue exorcist the studio will be animated by studio voln and the voice cast will be retained from the original anime so original anime voice cast but what the hell is studio v volen let's see studio Voln. let's check out what the heck this studio has done if they've done anything solid Uh, okay they did Ushio and Tora that was a pretty good one not bad not bad but they don't really have much they did Back Arrow I don't know what that is Idol Incidents and Karakuri Circus and they did two movies Garo the Fleeting Cherry Blossom I think that was a decent one if I remember correctly but only one I'm familiar with is Ushio and Tora and I believe that was pretty good but that was in collaboration with MAPPA so yeah i don't know it's it's weird though you know kind of leaving the original studio that blue exes started off with because i think yeah season one was a1 pictures and season two was a1 pictures as well so yeah a1 pictures pretty much dumped blue exes for this illuminati saga so to speak but yeah blue exes more anime by studio voln I don't know. We'll have to see when it drops. And another big one that a lot of people may or may not know of. Maybe you've heard of it. Puella Magi. Madoka Magica. Uh, Well, there is a new anime movie coming for Madoka Magica. Uh, It's called World Pregeist Night Rising. Anime movie trailer has been revealed for winter 2024. And this is a sequel to the anime movie Rebellion from 2013. And god damn, 2013's movie, that was 10 years ago. But I'll be honest with you i was not a fan of rebellion i was a fan of the original anime of madoka they did re-adaptations of the anime for movies one and two and then tried to play it off like it was all a part of the plan for movie three i like the original anime the movies wasn't really hitting for me personally maybe this world for geese night rising anime movie will be something i don't know because i kind of fell off with madoka after that rebellion movie was just it wasn't hitting it was like 30 minutes of s- singing about cake like what are we doing here fam i'm a grown man you know what i'm saying what are we doing next up we got a new key visual for undead Lux tv anime series starts broadcast on october 6th and this image looks sick as hell i'll be honest with you i feel like david productions is going to be the savior of this title like this title it's all up to david productions and the marketing and we of mouth if it really circulates properly uh because i think that this could be huge i think that undead of luck has the potential to be something great from everything i've read and everything i've been told the writing is just up there as like one of the really like closer to like a hunter hunter type of quality writing for a shonen and you got david Productions, same studio behind jojo's bizarre adventure this in theory should be a hit but only time will tell either way this visual looks sick as hell let's freaking go and then unlock moving forward apparently some key staff members from the bleach anime have been uh, essentially getting fed up with fans because according to this one of them said well it's okay to complain but i think you should stop giving warnings and threats of harm as a result key staff members may become fed up with the project and leave leading to a decline in the quality of the work so seemingly fans have been usually what they do we'll call them fans whatever you want want to call them they sound more like demons to me and devils of like yo dog why are you harassing the staff and threatening them and fans in general need to just chill out in terms of all of these warnings and threats and whatnot because yeah if the head people, a part of the Bleach styles in your Blood War anime decide, eh, I've had enough of this project. It's too much. Then you're gonna end up, you know, dropping down to getting what Studio Piro is classically known for at times where, I mean, you ever seen the Boruto crying meme? Like, it could be that bad. It could get that bad. You don't want it to be that bad. So how about you just buckle up and enjoy because I mean, from the Rookie of Bankai episode on, I've been really digging it. The art and animation looks great and yeah, fans need a need to relax a little bit because obviously even this staff member is fed up with the nonsense. Moving forward, Fist of the North Star by Tetsu Hada and Buronson is receiving a new anime adaptation project to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the series and uh, after this post there was actually updates that said yes it is going to be basically a remake of the original Fist of the North Star anime and I'll say about time. I've been wondering when this was going to happen for a hot minute now. Fist of the North Star is infamously a classic from back in the days i know they've done some like smaller condensed versions of the story with updated animation there was fist of the blue sky i think with Roud. like there was a bunch of different things but they never went back and readapted the manga you know with updated animation and considering the fact that if you try to watch the old fist of north star anime it doesn't really hold up it definitely has aged quite a bit to the point of like you know what i'm saying like dragon ball That aged okay. Fist of the North Star, unfortunately, didn't age as well as some of its, you know, contemporaries or just in general some of the anime from its time. So, getting a re-adaptation, yeah, it seems like about right. Like, when I see stuff like this, I'd be like, okay. Like, when I look at series like, for example, Yu Yu Hakusho, as cool as it would be to get a remake of Yu Yu Hakusho, I still feel like that anime, especially if you watch the Blu-ray remasters, the quality still stands. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho still looks, to me, like, phenomenal like incredible does it you know warrant one i mean popularity wise it would definitely work but i don't feel like it's like 110 percent justified and that's probably why it hasn't happened yet but when you look at a fist of the north star it's like now nah, that one could definitely use updated art and animation it's been a long enough you know what i'm saying like if you look at for example art from that era art has changed significantly and updated and kind of moved away from that style so now like okay you know bring it to modern times and i definitely want to watch this one fist of the north star is a classic. It's one of the things that set up a lot of what you love in shonen anime and manga today so getting a re-adaptation yeah let's go let's do it I mean they recently started finally bringing the manga over here to the west so I think this anime adaptation is definitely going to help to sell that manga even more and I'm gonna lie I will be massively hyped to go to conventions and see people cosplaying as Fists of the North Star characters and be like what time period are we in dog I'm here for it let's go also quickly we got an image a promo image I believe for the the fifth of the north star anime it says buron son's classic martial art manga fifth of the north star will be receiving new anime project to celebrate 40th anniversary and this is a teaser visual and yeah it looks like it's going to be more along the lines of like the art and animation quality you saw from some of the Recent OVAs and specials that they've done of it very detailed and whatnot but probably even more modernized and I can't wait for it I'm, I'm really excited for this Fist of North Star anime I never really got too far into the old one because it was just a little bit too aged out for me with the uh, quality of the art and animation this is going to be hype I hope they don't change a thing just make it you know modernized as far as art and animation goes and that's it because Fist of North Star was fire next up Invincible fans I'm a big big Invincible fan and we got some updates here as Says Robert Kirkman says Invincible season two will feel far bigger than season one. That's what she said. No. <laughs> Robert Kirkman says Invincible Season 2 is going to feel much bigger than Season 1. The first season of Invincible Prime Video's animated adaptation of the superhero comic by Robert Kirkman, Cory Walker, and Ryan Oatley was packed with high-flying escapades, high school romance, and brutal beatdowns, but the season finale really pulled the rug out from under protagonist Mark Grayson with the revelation that his dad, Omni-Man, is actually not a benevolent Superman figure, but rather the advanced agent of the bloodthirsty Viltrumite Empire who have Earth next on their list of planets to conquer. Omni-Man may have soared off into space just short of killing his son but his shadow looms large as Mark figures out what's next. Readers of the comic know that this is where the saga of Invincible really kicks into gear. First time viewers should buckle in because things only get bigger and better from here. I believe this is a quote from Robert Kirkman. I think Invincible Season 1 is a clear representation of what you're going to get from this show but overall Season 2 is going to feel much bigger than Season 1, Kirkman tells EW. The overarching story of Invincible invincible deck that'll continue from season to season is about the growth and change that Mark goes through as he moves from a teenager into adulthood and possibly even into old age so in season two we'll see him maturing and growing up a little bit Kirkman adds but also Omni-Man is gone and he could not be more essential to the survival of Earth I think that if anything people should be aware of the fact that not only did Omni-Man become a threat at the end of the first season but he also revealed a larger threat in the Viltrumites themselves the threat is going to come into play in season two and Omni-Man is not there to defend earth especially from his own people that ends up being a terrifying prospect that hands over the series for a good long time this is a major difference between invincible and say the superhero universes of marvel or dc even when the avengers go into space or the justice league interacts with the intergalactic green lantern corpse earth is always a paramount importance to those fictional galaxies not so an invincible earth is just one of many planets in the universe and one of many targets for the rampaging filter but there's a positive side to that too not every one his spaces out to conquer Earth, as we learn from friendly alien Alan Seth Rogen, who represents the UN-like coalition of planets that seeks to oppose the Viltrumite Empire. Season 2 overall represents an opening of the universe and an expansion of the universe, Kirkman says. There were hints of things that were going on in Season 1, and we're actually going to get to see those things. The coalition of planets was mentioned in Season 1. The coalition of planets is something that we're actually going to see in Season 2, and there's larger things on Earth. There are different factions, different villains, different things happening, different heroes will also get their chance to shine alongside mark even though the show is named invincible a special episode released earlier this year time to san diego comic-con focus entirely on adam eve which i thought that was kind of cool the beautiful redhead who can manipulate matter at the atomic level fans should know that invincible adam eve is essential viewing adam eve is an extremely important character to the series kirkman says she becomes more and more involved in the show as we move forward and she was a very popular character just in season one alone when you ask fans who they want to see more of Adam Eve's usually at the top of the list so we thought it'd be nice to give some backstory on her and have viewers understand her more it was a perfect storm of a narrative reason because there are a lot of things about Adam Eve's backstory that are revealed in that episode that are very important to later on in the show and also as a fan of reason because fans want more of the character it was a gift to the fans to tide them over for season 2 honestly I need to rewatch season 1 and I need to re- um, or watch this Adam Eve special so that's definitely something to get done before season 2 launches it's been too long Kirkman says there's a possibility more specials featuring other characters could come in the future though he doesn't want to take too much energy away from the production of the actual show for now season 2 will have plenty of material for Mark and his friends to deal with One of the cool things about Invincible is that the same kind of all-encompassing superhero universe that you see with DC or the MCU, but it all happens in one story. So there are things that are going to be happening at the bottom of the ocean. There are things that are going to be happening on the moon and in deep space, but it all involves Invincible and it all fits into one story. There's also going to be the same mundane day-to-day human stuff that Mark has to deal with. So a random episode of Invincible could deal with five different bizarre aspects of a superhero universe that you get all at once, but it also makes sense. And it also works in the context of the story because you've seen it through Mark's perspective Kirkman continues ultimately what we're experiencing is Mark's life and how bizarre it is that his world and this is normal to him but what's normal to him is entertaining to us and I'm here for a baby invincible is amazing and I've been waiting so long for season two and the fact that Kirkman is saying that this is going to be bigger and more grander let's go moving forward shihei lin deputy editor-in-chief at shonen jump plus app he's been the editor for chainsaw man spy family and don the don or like yo this guy give him a gold medal dog he's the editor of chainsaw man global phenomenon spy family global phenomenon and don the don that once it gets an anime will probably be a global phenomenon if not at the very least a cult hit because it's so freaking hilarious insane wild it's it's a great one He's been interviewed by Hobonichi. The editor revealed some interesting inner workings of the platform, which will be summarized here. The interview starts by discussing the hardships of manga deadlines and how digital platforms make it easier for authors to take breaks. Through a three-way consultation between mangaka editor and editor-in-chief, series are paused without burdening printers or other people launching serializations also become more flexible instead of needing chapters to be ready in a span of a few months series can be polished and worked over so their quality becomes better that said ambiguous starting dates can delay series for up to a whole year shihei notes that he's in charge of close to 100 mangaka like the rest of the app's editors with seven currently under serialization shihei divides the rest into one aiming for a series two aiming for a strong one shot three training through one shots and four aiming for awards interesting so let's break that down real quick aiming for a series so these are the people that they're having like you know they, they have potential they have promise but let's aim to get you serialized let's make something that they'll give you the green light for there's aiming for a strong one shot so those are probably the newest of people the newest of recruits of like yo let's make a really cool one shot so we can impress some people and see what the next step would be and training through one shot so there's people that they that's probably even earlier than those people those are probably the people that you got potential I could see it but we need to get you a little bit better before we actually you know completely put you out into the world and then there's four aiming for awards I'd imagine those are the people that are well that could be a couple of different things that could be the people that is like yo let's make the one shots so we could get awards so then you could get serialized or it could just be like yo you got serialized you're you're up there let's get some awards so that's a lot the editors main approach is to these writers is to develop a weapon that they can use to make their work appealing he also considers manga to be cheap cost wise so even if it's something is a little strange it's worth gambling on it for it to become a hit all editors of Shonen Jump Plus app 15 people participate in serialization meetings and 1, 2, or 3 people agree that the work is interesting enough a series is decided Lin comments every staff member is both friend and foe competing to release hits at the same time both interviewers and Lin talk about the friendship effort victory model applied to Shonen Jump which was never really something the magazine advocated for themselves. These, in fact, were words that readers liked and voted for in a magazine survey at the time. Lin talks about failure and how it always affects the writer more than the editor professionally and economically. This is the reason why he always leaves the final decision to the artist when it comes to important developments in a series. I like that. I like that so much. This is why this guy wins that he understands, yo, this is this person's future at hand. So when he's there with toski Fujimoto, when he's there with Homie from Spy Family, when he's there with Homie from Don to Don, he's looking at it from a different perspective entirely of yeah i'm going to give you all the advice possible i'm going to give you everything but the final decision has to come from you because i can't have that on my conscience that i screwed everything up for you and your future's you know kind of distorted so to speak i respect this man a lot lynn talks about his meetings with Toski fujimoto defining them as not necessarily special after working together for 13 years half of their meetings are summarized by going through what movies or books they've seen or read recently That is a very interesting route to go. In fact, I use that when I'm creating music. When I go into the studio with the engineer, while, yes, the clock is ticking of the time that we're in the studio, it's good to build with the person that you're creating with and sometimes talk about, well, how was your day? How was your week? How's life been? What's going on with you? And it kind of gets you in a mind to create, whether it be sonically, lyrically, whatever the case may be, the best possible product. So keep that in mind with whatever you're doing. If you're working with anybody, a group in unison, it's always good to get a rapport and, and a build with the person on a human level before you go into the creative space. It helps. Immensely, the whole interview is available in Japanese in twelve different parts, focusing on other different topics and questions beyond manga editing. Brought up throughout the interview, however, this was what was covered. And shoutouts to Shihei Lin. I can't believe that dog. Chainsaw Man, Spy Family, and Don the Don. Like. Going forward, there's a new City Hunter anime and it debuted number 1 and the Boy and the Heron drops number 6, that's a new movie by uh how Miyazaki, which also quick update in here as well. So much news. how Miyazaki apparently decided he's not retiring from movie making and he's working on his next one already. Hey, Miyazaki, hey, he can't put down the, the the work and I I respect that. The City Hunter franchise new anime film City Hunter the Movie Angel Dust ranked at number 1 in its opening weekend. The film sold 210,000 tickets. For about $2.21 million in its first three days. And I really enjoy City Hunter. I've seen a good chunk of the first season of City Hunter, and it was freaking awesome. I love it. So different from what Shonen Jump does now. Like, very, very mature uh, for a jump title. Shout outs to City Hunter. And yeah, I just wanted to give it props at a debut at number one. And the boy on the Huron dropping number six is still dope that it made that much. And the amount of marketing dollars was zero. So, big return. Moving forward, I think this would be of interest to some Dragon Ball fans. Apparently, Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods Films Extended Edition will be screening in the U.S. in theaters on October 17th to the 18th for its 10th anniversary. Toei Animation announced on Tuesday that it will screen the English Dove Extended Edition of Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods film in U.S. theaters October 17th through the 18th in commemoration of the movie's 10th anniversary. And tickets are on sale now. And high key, this is something I would love to go with my niece, nephew, and my daughter because because, fun fact, <laughs> if you care, my kids, like one of the first times they were my niece and nephew, my oldest niece and my nephew, one of the first times they were ever outside at nighttime was because of me because I took them to the Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods film, and you know, it's one of the things that helped to make them lifetime anime fans my niece has at this point probably w- watched more anime than me and i watched a lot of anime and my nephew freaking loves anime his favorite is one piece but he also digs dragon ball so it would be a really really cool thing and i think we have to do it for the one time to go uh watch battle of gods in theaters and at the very least show that picture before and after and have my little my princess my six-year-old in the front as well to show the change of the times this is so cool yeah i'm here for it baby shout outs to battle of gods that was the beginning of the resurgence of dragon ball after being dormant for so many years from whether it be in the west after gt ended it was a wrap or you know in japan it's been over for so many years up until uh battle of gods like shout outs to battle of gods and shout outs to Dragon Ball Evolution, for better or worse, because at the end of the day, because that movie sucked so bad and it gave a smear on the Dragon Ball name in the West and worldwide, that's why Toriyama was like, oh, no, 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 no. You just, you you messed up my cash cow, homie. We gotta do something. Bring bring me anime back. (laughs) Moving forward, big news. I didn't expect this one at all in terms of right now, considering the fact that Fabricant 100 just got canceled. Black Clover left Shonen Jump to go to Jump Giga, and we lost... Tenmaku Cinema, the new manga from the creators of Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma, I figured, okay, they canceled three series. They got three series out of the magazine. They're going to bring in three series. It'll replace it. Everything will be smooth. But they, in fact, canceled another recent Shonen Jump serialization, and one that I thought looked really freaking cool art-wise. Like, the cover, like, the image you're looking at right now, hopefully on the screen, it literally looks like Sinbad from Magi when he was younger with boxing gloves. Like, how epic does that sound? But do retry by... By Jun Kirarazaka has ended this week with chapter 19. Only 19 chapters. And Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 42. They got him out of here. 19. I mean, I've seen them get people out with 10 chapters. But only 19. Rip, rip. Yeah. The end of Do Retry. Hate to see it, but Shonen Jump don't play. And I hope this author can bounce back on his feet because, god damn, another one? Another one? You know what I'm saying? They they got uh, Tabata up out of here. He's in Jump Giga now. He's done. He escaped what he called his happy hell fabricant 100 they let go up to 36 chapters got them out of here got him out of here temaku cinema 21 chapters got them out of here the food wars duo and now june kirazaka i think a rookie jump off. They're like wow 19 chapters hopefully homie comes back with some fire like what you know horakoshi did all those years ago when they got rid of sensei no boge after only 16 chapters crazy and speaking of horakoshi moving forward my hero academia tv anime will be receiving a new special ova to be screened on 10 limited theaters for a week from October 20th to the 26th. In addition to this new original episode from 136 to 138 will also be screened. Yet again, this is them trying to squeeze My Hero into the theaters because I'm calling it. They did have some sort of deal. I, I have to remember when the rumor broke out in case you don't. There was a rumor, massive rumor that broke out that My Hero had a 10 years 10 movies deal that they signed and last year we had two OVAs that went to movie theaters and they announced uh My Hero Academia the movie which probably won't come out till next year but they probably still contractually got to put something out in theaters this year so we're going to be getting a new special OVA and they're going to bunch it up with a couple of episodes and put it in theaters because again they probably have to meet that quota every year they have to hit theaters somehow some way and then next year it'll be covered with my Hero Academia, the movie, the new one that they're putting out that they, you know, posted with the Deku solo hero image and yeah, 10 years, 10 movies. I mean, let's see. Okay, it depends on where they started with this. Like if they just started uh, from the very beginning, then that would mean we got about halfway of it already because movie one, movie two, movie three, the OVAs that they put in theaters, these OVAs, that'd be five. Next year would be movie six, technically. So they probably are about 60% if it goes dating back to that first movie. If not, we'd have a lot more, but that's probably also why Huda Koshi. Continues to make the manga go despite the fact that pacing feels like it's at a snail's pace for the most part over the last year, but yeah, my hero, new OVA to be screened in theaters. Woo-hoo! Moving forward, a very interesting piece that I found on Twitter from an animator who has worked on Overlord, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Uday Deco, Villain Saga, and Bleach Brave Souls they said I'm Italian working in Japan as storyboard artist and game company I've been working on anime too storyboards for Pokemon Sun and Moon Keyframes Vinland Saga Neverland Overlord 2 the anime industry doesn't need to be open to foreigners it needs proper pay proper union and proper education accepting low rate jobs will just make everything worse I will never stop fighting for the industry to be better even if it means to create enemies for what I tweet to all the people that accept ridiculous job offers on Twitter mostly kids with absolutely no experience of anime I blame studios for this but i also blame people accepting these conditions sometimes you just have to say no if you really care about people in this industry i don't even think this is a law actually people just accept 200 yen a drawing even 2500 yen per cut it's absolutely unacceptable and so yeah this uh animator that has worked on several different things is speaking out unfortunately stuff like that while it's a big thing i see that i want to say he's followed by uh the guy from cyberconnect 2 the head of cyberconnect 2 which Yeah, you're risking it at the end of the day, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. Shoutouts to homie speaking out for what is right. But at the end of the day, the anime industry is going to be the anime industry. And they're just going to be like, oh, word, you got a problem with us? You won't work with us anymore. So, salute to homie uh, giving it a shot and speaking out for what is right. At the end of the day, being paid 250 yen for each drawing is garbage, ridiculous. Shoutouts shout outs to homies speaking out. And I figured I'd uh, highlight this for people to know uh, moving forward. Moving forward, just wanted to give you guys an update that uh, if you are a Shonen Jump app member uh, they just added to their vault to their library so you can read the entirety of the Yu Yu Hakusho manga now I normally don't report little stories like this but I really wanted to because Yu Yu Hakusho is as far as anime goes it's my favorite shonen anime of all time period and the manga is really freaking dope too so uh, no excuses anymore for Yu Yu Hakusho you should read it or check it out at this point because now it is available on the Shonen Jump app which is like what $2.99 a month to steal you get access to all of One Piece all of Naruto all of bleach now Yu Yu Hakusho Hunter Hunter like it's just astronomical and yeah I, I, I might get my read read on with Yu Yu Hakusho now that it's on there figured I'd share with you guys Yu Yu show is on Shonen Jump's app now moving forward Shonen Jump plus storyboarding app world maker Toho launch short Film contest. Worldmaker, the storyboarding app service for Shueisha's Shonen Jump Plus imprint, launched a short film contest with film studio Toho on Wednesday. Contestants must submit their storyboards created through Worldmaker for a short of 10 minutes or less. The grand prize winner will receive 500,000 yen, about $3,300 cash prize, and the storyboards will be turned into live action short by Toho. Jordan Vault Roberts, Kong Skull Island, Plan live ad- action Hollywood Gundam film, oh my god, is judging the submissions alongside the editorial staff of John plus the contest will accept submissions until november 12th world maker launched july 12th the app lets users even those who can not draw create thumbnail layouts for manga storyboards for animation live action shows movies and commercials to create a manga's draft thumbnails in the service the user drafts the page layouts or use the provided templates adjusts and drops in the provided characters and other graphic elements enters dialogue adds effects and then release the final results so yeah um again i don't think I'm not sure I believe it's not available to people outside of Japan but also the fact that they have homie from the planned Gundam Hollywood live action which I mean that could be huge look at Transformers so if they do it like Transformers I guess that'll be huge but yeah there you go. World Maker is also holding the World Maker Manga Contest for thumbnails created with the app the contest is accepting applications from August 1st to October 1st the grand prize winner will get their manga drawn by Taishi Tsutsui who did we never learn for release on jump plus the winner will also get 3300 cash prize aside from the world maker manga contest jump plus and netflix will co-sponsor the world maker anime contest so big, big stuff there. Moving forward, a new Demon Slayer game, although I'm not sure how people are going to feel about this one. I'm kind of excited, to be honest with you, but Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Sweep the Board Switch game heads to the West in 2024. Sega announced on Wednesday it will release Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Sweep the Board, a board game style video game for Nintendo Switch in America and Europe in 2024. And from what it looks like, think like Sonic Shuffle type of game that's kind of what it looks like and I loved stuff like that like a Mario Party type of game and if it's Demon Slayer, me and all my kids is going to have a blast with that on the Switch so yes that is when I need that now (laughs) up next Jojo's Bizarre Adventure the Jojo Lands hiatus announced the 8th chapter of the Jojo Lands will arrive later this month though fans will have to wait an additional month longer than usual for the ninth chapter to land set to land on November 17th Jodeo and Dragona's gang seem to have their path clear now that their feline stand Wielding opponent has been defeated with the series bringing back Kishibe Rohan into its pages. Fans are anxious to see if any other Jojo's Bizarre Adventure heroes and villains will make a major comeback. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure manga has continued for decades with creator Hirohiko Araki, which Araki just being back, who cares how long he takes? Homie is in his elderly age, he's like, What in his 60s, or something? 50s, 60s? Like, yeah, let him take the break. Yeah, be grateful that you're still getting Jojo's, just period. Be grateful. And this is probably going to be the last who robbed Jojo's. I'd imagine he's going to make JoJo's Part 7 through 9, a trilogy, and call it a day, so be grateful. I'm sorry, be grateful. Okay, people, let's slow it down a bit and jump into the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Yeah. We got Mama Yuyu Yoshihiko Hayashi. I hope to draw a manga that young boys will love. I'd be happy if it's something that you look forward to. I'll do my best. That's a new work. We got Blue Box Koji Miura. I went to EVE Arena Tour 2023. Kororong. It was so fun to scream at a live show. Ratata. The Elusive Samurai Yusei Matsui, I'm so sorry. I'm taking next week off. I'm running low on the extra days I built up going into the new arc interesting interesting okay well probably is to help with the anime that they're launching soon me and roboko shuhe miyazaki thank you so much for all the votes for the roboko one grand Prix. the ranking order was a lot of fun to play with akade banashi's takamasa moe i'm writing this before i aired but i'm super looking forward to seeing the one piece live action show so these were author comments probably submitted uh when did the, that was end of august right so this is probably maybe three or four weeks in advance that they submit these things uh sakamoto days yuto suzuki i messed up on the date of the assassin ex- exhibit of the century the correct date is nine eighteen. sorry witch watch Kentashinohara. i got a lot of use out of my french sailor pants this summer cool and comfortable jujutsu kaisen's gege akutami i stalked the local convenience stores but was unable to buy the pikmin gummies sadness you should have said yo i'm gege i'm sure they would have give you a whole box for free anyways exorcist kota Kawai. they They're selling the Tomita chilled noodles at 7-Eleven again this year. It's now the second half of the summer. Kill Blue, Tadatoshi Fujimaki, aka creator of Kuroko no Basket. I got permission for the series to take place where it is. Thank you for letting me destroy it. What? (laughs) Okay. Undead Unlux, Yoshifumi Tazuka. I'm playing an armored core game for the first time in my life. Baltias was strong. I'm running around with twin Gatling guns. Mission Yozaku the Family's Hitsugi Gandaira. Uno is creating the perfect rubber man moves with his buffed up Clickman back muscles. Master, I'm sorry dude. Martial Master Asumi Kawada. I'm still playing Jumpudi heroes after all this time. Add more Hinomaru characters, please. Guess that's not possible. Cypher Academy, Yuji Iwasaki, I went to Leather Shoes Ken Workshop to get my feet measured. What a stylish, wonderful place. The Ichinose Family, Deadly Sins by Ties Five. Let me guess. Read the next chapter. It's out. Thank you for everyone who is assisting me. Please enjoy chapter 40. Yeah. Icehead Gills, Ikuo Hachia. I had dried herring for the first time in a while. It would go somewhere on my full course meal of life. Dried herring. Do retry Junkira Razaka. I haven't been eating healthy, so I got myself to eat delivered lunches. But I also had convenience store fried chicken. Tenmaku Cinema Shun saiki. It was for a short time, but I loved every second of it. Thank you, Tenmaku. Ah, uh, So sad. So freaking sad. And yeah, that was the Weekly Shonen Jump. All the comments. Let's jump into the top 50 best-selling manga of the week. Courtesy of Joseph on the Let's see, we got places 50 through 41. Oshinoko, what the hell? Who's still buying this? Uh, volume 5 and Volume 1 at places 47, 49 with 75 and 7,700 apiece with 680 for Volume 5 and 839 for Volume 1. Getting close to that milli. Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Volume 13 in 18 days, 54.3k. With that anime coming, if it does what it's supposed to do, then those numbers are going to rise because it's doing pretty decent. Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume 21, still on the charts, doing 8,300 this week, 1.6 million. We got places 40 through 31 this time. Let's see here. Kingdom, Volume 69, doing 8,900 with a total of 553k kingdom always doing numbers Uh, let's see here drifters volume 7 25 days 220k with almost 10k this week that's dope after so long that fans are still waiting for more drifters that's really really cool bochi the rock anthology comic volume 2 in 10 days 26.7 jujutsu kaisen volume 22 still on the charts from march 3rd with 10.8 this week doing a total of 1.5 mil. I think the anime is helping some of this Jujutsu Kaisen madness. Like maybe the back volumes aren't going crazy. But the latest volume staying on the charts is because of that That anime. <laughs> Oshinoko volume 12, 11.6. Total 426. What else do we have here? One Piece volume 106. 14.7 this week. Almost 1.6. Not bad. Okay, we got places twenty through eleven. Kaiju number eight, volume ten, in thirty-one days, three hundred and forty-one k. Definitely a bit of a drop from recent times with Kaiju Chainsaw Man in thirty-one days. Twenty this week, bring his total to three hundred fifty-six k big big stuff for chainsaw man jujutsu kaisen volume 23 21.3k this week total 1.2 million so how much is is it behind one piece i always like to check the stats of comparing because they both come out at the same time so one piece is at 1.593 and jujutsu kaisen is at 1.264 so it's still about 300 and something k between them i think Think. Eh, not bad. Top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. We got the limited edition of volume 20 of Hanako Kun in 10 days, 54k with 26.5 this week. All right, all right. JoJo Lands Part 9 still in the top 10 after 17 days with 30.3 this week, bringing his total to 202,709. Let's freaking get it. Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt volume 22 in 5 days, 40.9. All right, all right bochi the rock volume 6 the standard edition in 10 days 106k with 44.5 this week let's go hanako kun in 10 days 81k for the standard edition with 44.8 this week march comes in like a lion wow the limited edition and the regular edition of march comes in like a lion occupying both first and second spots which not great for like spot 1 is like great but everything after that is only 47k because the limited edition of uh, March comes in like a lion in 6 days did 47.9 It's almost 48k and the regular edition in 6 days did 292k which that's phenomenal but yeah noticing outside of number 1 everything else was really low this week uh but yeah almost 350,000 copies sold between the two. That's immense. Shoutouts to March Comes In Like a Lion. Yeah, people, that's all I have for this episode. Thanks for watching. I'm Fine World. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace, in. and you guys just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day. Don't forget, check out The Rise of Tim Roosevelt out now. This is for my day one. My day one. This is for my day one. My day one i would like to thank each and every person that has taken time to listen and provide feedback for my new album that is out right now the rise of tim roosevelt you can listen to it on spotify itunes apple music pretty much anywhere you get your music you can listen to it link in the description below so you could go check it out for yourself thank you so much and let's keep on rocking out you know